Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. Hey, this is Seawolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Wendy and Marie on Navy Wife Radio, SubmarineWife.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, and on today's show, we're answering your questions. So we want to hear from you, so pour that cup of tea or coffee and join us for some candid conversation. I'm here with Marie. Hey, Marie. Hey, Wendy. How are you? And Jessica. And Jessica. Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. I was just going to do the domino thing. You know, I can, you can introduce me on as Jessica. Eventually we'll have a person behind Jessica, and we'll just all say hello to each other. I know. That will be cool. Well, I'm, you know, hey, we want to have five people. Well, you know, I've been advertising. I've been trying. I'm, you know, bribing people. I've met some really great uh, Marine wives and Army wives, and I was going, so, you guys want to be on the radio? And they all think I'm nuts. Just so. kinda, you know, eventually kind of switching it out to see who we have and, you know, all that stuff. I we think it would be awesome. From, I know Megan, she's always taking classes and stuff, but we need somebody to call us from Groton, from that part of the world. We have somebody in California. We have me in the middle of the, of the United States in Tennessee, and you're in Georgia. Southeastern, so we, yeah. Yeah, we need somebody from Washington, like Bangor area. Uh-huh. And we need somebody from... And we have Julie, who's in Japan, and we have, yeah. we've talked to people like Terry in Germany. We just need everybody to start. If we could only get, you know, the right time. Poor Julie has to call us, you know, in like some crazy time to get us on our show. <laughs> right. Well, I want to remind everybody, um, our show tonight, we're going to be taking your calls and answering your questions. We're going to switch things up a little bit. We're going to do, you know, if you've never listened to our show before, we're going to do our little admin stuff in the beginning here and let you know how to reach us. And we're going to do our segment, Eye on the Fleet. And then we're going to talk about our week. And then when we come back from that, then we're going to take your calls. So we don't have any other special guests tonight. Just um, you are just girl talk. Guests. Yeah. So if you want to call in tonight, just remember OPSEC. Uh, mm-hmm. Just use your first name only. No discussion of, you know, boat names or unit names. Names in conjunction with your command. And doing so just ensures you're keeping uh, everyone's husband safe, including yours. So, and Marie, you have Yahoo up. I have Yahoo up, and our Yahoo ID is Navy Wife Radio. Also on our Yahoo, I also put up, of course, our phone number for call-in time. So if you do have a question for Wendy or, or Jessica, uh, we have Jessica with us tonight. If you have a question for one of us before um, the uh, time where we have everyone else calling in, that's fine, too. Um, I'll go ahead and give out our phone number. It's one six four six six five two four six two nine. And that is on our Yahoo ID. So if you go onto Yahoo and put in Navy Wife Radio, you'll see next to our name the phone number. Or you can, or, you know, IM us a message. I also have our chat room open. So if you go to blogtalkradio.com and forward slash Navy Wife Radio, and you will see our chat is open. And we've got a couple people in there. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, thanks to everybody who's listening to us live. We always love that. We get more and more live listeners every week. And if you're listening to us um, via download or via iTunes and you've downloaded us, uh, we are so happy to have you, uh, too. So, And if you don't get our newsletter, you can sign up over at the website, navywiferadio.com, 
and you can sign up to get the newsletter. And then that's where we announce all of our upcoming guests. So, yes. All right. Well, okay, Marie, so let's do Eye on the Fleet. Do you have any? Do you have any? I have a bunch of stuff, but I'm sure you have a couple things. Well, you know what? Yep, let me go back. Well, what have we posted since last week, too? Because, I mean, we've been posting things on our site. I know we posted the one about um, the seal. That had been posted since then, hasn't it? Yes. That that was a good one. I'm going I'm going to it right now so I get the name correct. Do you have the name written down? Was that one of your things? Uh, no, but while you're looking that up, I'll tell everybody. Go ahead. Um, yeah, go. You go ahead and take yours. I, I got something from the Stars and Stripes today. They just did the Stars and Stripes does these cool things on their um, online edition and print edition where you can submit a message to your sailor, and you know they just did Valentine's Day which was kind of cool. So for the and you can pick the edition wherever you guys are at if you're in the Pacific edition, Middle Middle East edition, European edition. And so for Craig's it was Middle East edition and I submitted a picture and it was, you know, happy Valentine's Day. Well, so now they're they're wanting um our help in promoting their Mother's Day issue. And so you can forward this to your spouses because they want the husbands to submit a a um Mother's Day message to their spouse. Isn't that sweet? Aww. Yeah. Aww. So you just stri- I know. <laughs> so it's stripes.com. That is such brownie points. <laughs> yes. So you just tell your sweet husband, say, honey, did you know that the Stars and Stripes hmm. is doing this special issue on for Mother's Day, and they're taking submissions right now, and it's stripes.com. So I love that. I love promoting the Stars and Stripes. I love them. Yeah, I do like the Stars and Stripes. Yeah. So I have that from them. And um, the other thing I had from the Stars and Stripes is Terry Barnes, who's the columnist over there. She's been on our show. We love Terry. Um, yeah, she she has a new thing up for this week, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you might have heard, have you ever heard of um, Campus, Campus Crusade for Christ? Yeah. Huge thing. Have you ever heard of that? No, I've heard of it. I don't know okay. much about it, though. Well, um, it's basically, you know, like the name says, you know, Campus Crusade for Christ. It's big on college campuses. And the founder or one of the, um, you know, members that are part of the military ministry of Campus for Crusade for Christ, uh, they live over there in Europe, RAF Mindenhall, this couple. And so Terry did this feature story on this couple and how they're doing uh, Bible studies for military spouses over there in RAF Mindenhall. So I thought that, that was a really cool story. So you can check that out over at stripes.com as well. You know, she always has such cool stories, though. <laughs> she really yeah, they does. Have, they have really, you know. Uh, they have good couple. stories, stories that you can sit down with a cup of tea and read. Yeah, so this is like a Bible study that's, written especially for military wives. So it's not just any ordinary Bible study. It's really geared towards the military uh, lifestyle. Military, yes. That's really, I w- I'd be very interested in reading that. And things. Yes. So, um, very cool. And just look under March 16th is the issue if you go to download it. Okay. And it's uh, Bea and her husband, Jim, and they're part of the military ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ, and they live near RAF Mildenhall. Which is in England. So yeah, that's what I had from Stars and Stripes. Okay, I've got I've got the one the one with the Marine now. The someone you should oh, okay. know, the Marine. He's not a Marine Navy Seal. Oh my gosh, I apologize. 
Um, anyway, he is. Um, I, I put up his picture and the article link on our website over on mymilitarylife.wordpress.com. And he just, for some reason, he really, um, his picture really touched me too. If you remember his picture, if you all go over and look at it, um, you know, a lot of these pictures they put up, especially with the SEALs and special operations guys, are very the starch, dry, you know, stare into the photo, no smile. And they have such a wonderful picture of him up. It's of him smiling, and he's you know sitting with his gun on it looks like a mountaintop he's or hillside. Yeah. And he just, I mean, you can just see that he had so much life and so much to give. Anyway, he's a California-based SEAL. Um, he is the one that threw his body over the grenade to save his comrades in Iraq. And I know probably most of you heard that story. It was a while back. But anyway, he is Master at Arms Second Class SEAL Michael A. I'm thinking it's Monsor, M-O-N-S-O-O-R. I hope I don't butcher his name. I'm right, pretty yeah. sure it would be Monsor um, of Garden Grove, California. But anyway, he, um, I think this was, oh, it gives a date right here, September 29th, 2006 is when it happened, but he is going to receive, um, well, his family did, receive the Medal of Honor for his um, heroism in Iraq. So I just thought that that was pretty neat. I think he is, was he the first in Iraq? Let's see, yep, he is the, um, oh, he'll be the second member of the Navy to receive the Medal of Honor since the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan began. Wow, so. yeah. That's a that's a huge honor, and I'm glad that they're we have it. Yeah, we have it posted on March 17th, or you can always Google um, the Navy Times. But yeah, yeah. we have the segment "Someone You Should Know." And every once in a while, we'll we'll highlight someone. Yeah, we don't put up just anybody. Yeah. I mean, it's usually somebody that's that we've read about and it's touched us, and it's not always somebody that has passed away. Um, somebody's just somebody that we think has done something amazing. Um, just a really cool person to know. But he really, and then that picture just for some reason really gets me. Yeah. It's a sweet picture. So we it's a very sad thing. Our prayers so. go out to his family and um, for their sacrifice. And I apologize. I am going to be coughing all through the show. I, I think we're getting sick in our house, and I've been hitting the mute button, but I can only hit the mute button so often. Uh -oh. So I apologize if I keep That's sounding. Okay. Jessica, you, did you have any news to share? Um, actually, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, I was checking out Navy Times earlier today. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, I was too. Let's, I know. let's see where she goes with this. <laughs> oh, they just had um, Nominate Your Favorite, Our Everyday Hero. Oh, okay, we oh, can yes, talk about that. Yes. And I thought that was really neat. I thought um, I, it's for um, you can enter your service member's name and everything and all their information, and you put in your information on the site, and you can um, – nominate them for the Military Times Service Member of the Year Award. I thought that was kind of cool. But um, they did say on the site, though, that um, you've got to submit your your um, nomination soon because it won't be announced. I think it's going to be announced in July of 2008. So July, yeah. Oh, that's fast. I thought that was really neat. Now, see, I thought I read that. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong and I'm thinking of something else, but isn't that the one where they want military members to nominate their uh, other military members, or they want to, I, I didn't think they wanted spouses. Is that how it was, well, or my? It can be. Okay, because I'm. A, sure. I'm thinking of something else then, because I was thinking when I read it, I thought that it was talking about you know nominating like a fellow service member. Hmm. I don't know. Sure. I think it's anybody. I mean, really? I remember. 
I remember reading, yeah, I think it is, but NavyTimes.com, you guys can go and check well, it out. Well, you know all of us would want to nominate our husbands because we all just think they're, they're amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love those little bias. And you know, love our own more than the other person. That's you know? right. Oh, of course I love mine more than you two love yours. Of uh, course. <laughs> well, I had one last thing, and I just, you know, I'm always talking about Military Spouse Magazine. And I never know what's going to be in the magazine, so mine came in the mail just a couple of days ago, and um, I am just, like, excited because I never know what's going to be in here. So one of my blog posts is in the magazine. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah, so I thought Which I was post was it? What was the title? Internal Patrol Clock. Oh, I know. Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's on page 14, so you guys can check that out. And if you don't have Military Spouse Magazine and you want to get one, you can get one for free at your local Fleet and Family Support Center. You can go in and just ask for it, uh, and then um, you can check out the magazine, and I'm confident that it will um, help you get through your deployment, and you'll want, to, you'll want to subscribe to it, and it's really inexpensive. I think it's like $18 a year or something like that, and it's monthly now, so it used to be every other month, and now it's monthly, so it's... Definitely. I know. I need to subscribe. I was just picking up free copies, too, from Fleet and Family, but I just need to subscribe because I don't make it over there enough to well, get this, the new copy. This one, the new one, it's, got, it's April, and it has a Miss Colorado on the cover, mm-hmm. and so that way you'll know which one you're looking for. And her husband okay. is in the Army, which is kind of cool, so the new Mrs. Colorado that is cool. on the cover. Yeah, it's they've got a lot of good stuff in this issue. And I love the section of Miss the Miss Vicky question where they do the question and answers. Oh my gosh, she's so blunt with Oh, it's so funny. So anyway, that's all I had there. Very good. So I guess we're moving on to our weeks now. Well yeah, let's take a quick break. Mm-hmm. We'll switch and we'll go to um to USAA and then we will be right back and when we do that we'll recap our weeks, everybody, and um just stay with us. We'll be right back. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment. Or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA. We know what it means to serve. We're back. Thanks for listening. You're, you're listening to Navy Wife Radio. And next up on our show, we're going to recap our weeks. We're going to do things a little bit different. And then um, if you have a question for us and you want to call in, we want to take your call. It's 646-652-4629. And a little bit later in the show, we've got questions that we've received via email that we're going to answer for everybody. So, um so how was, who wants to go first? Well, I think, honestly, we should start with you since you probably had the best week ever. You know that show that you can watch on VH1 or whatever, Best Week Ever, and it recaps the week of all the news and topics. 
I think you win oh. the Best Week Ever reward. So See, I don't watch VH1. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Well, I watch the best. I think the Best Week Ever, if anyone is like a news junkie or um, they read like the trash magazines only when like, like you and I, Wendy, we only really read the trash magazines. None of us are subscribed to them, but we read them when we're getting our hair done or something and it's entertaining. So this is my trash. I watch the Best Week Ever. And um, I don't watch it every week, so I guess I really can't tell you too much about it. But I do when I catch it. I probably watch it maybe once or twice a month. And it's just a recap of all the craziness in entertainment news. So instead of watching oh. it on the nightly news, it just gives you a recap. And this whole thing is all it talks about is all the entertainment news, who's done what. And it's so funny, but they do it with, like, some of them are comedians, and it's really funny. So they pretty much poke fun at the entertainment industry and all their mishaps. But they always say who's having the best week ever. It might be someone that did something really awesome or it might be something anybody that did really something stupid. But anyway, so you had probably the best week ever. So, Well, we had a homecoming this week. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's very kind of strange and surreal because Craig wasn't supposed to be home now. He was supposed to be gone until October. So, you know, just when I was hating the Navy and I wrote about this, they saw fit to change his orders and send him home, and the <laughs> army agreed. I mean, which is even, I think, more amazing that the army I'm agreed. I'm still It's really kind of an answered prayer. There's no like logical explanation, and I know spouses are going to hear this and say, "What? His your orders got changed to six months? That just doesn't make sense, or that just doesn't happen." It doesn't. And they're happen. right. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it normally does not ever happen. So, um, but I guess the, the main thing I want to say about it, and the Navy Times, when Jessica mentioned the Navy Times, you know, they have this big front page, you know, article on their website, and it's Navy, it's called Navy Ignores IA Families, Critics Say. Yes, and I posted and, it. Yeah, it's it's posted on there, and, you know, you can search under today's date and find it. Um, the 20, what are we, the 25th of March? It's the 25th of March, I know. Yeah. The 25th of March. Um, And, you know, it talked in there, there was a line in there about homecomings and saying, you know, IA families, that's one of the things where there's a disconnect because, you know, say what you want about separation and going through deployments on your own. When you're standing on that pier and, you know, people have flags waving and there's roses or, you know, or balloons or whatever you happen to have on your, you know, on the day of your homecoming, it's kind of a little taste of you feel a a bigger part of something and you kind of have a emotional rush, you know, it's like. Well, on both ends, the the husbands and the spouses waiting on the pier feel it. That's right. And, and you have a shared experience and you think, oh, it's just a sense of relief and, you know, the build up to homecoming, the preparation, the signs, the this, the that, all that. So this homecoming, you know, we went to an airport, and we knew when he was coming in. We had the flight number, everything. It wasn't like we were going to get a phone tree message that said, oh, they're delayed <laughs> or, yeah, or yeah. something like that. So it was very different because it was very quiet. You know, of course, we're in the Were there any other families with you that he came home with, or was it just him? It was just him. It was very weird. Oh, my God. Of course, we're in, like, the terminal, and you know, surrounded by civilians, and and people, I'm sure, are looking at us like we're some freak of nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was he traveling? That's sort of how in, I felt. Well, the other thing is he was traveling in civilian clothes, wasn't he? No, he's in uniform. He's, like, straight from, no, they don't, there's no stop and, and go. There's just, they no, we'll see. No, well, see, that was something that we were talking about with, um, you know, Nick, my our husband now, or my our husband, that was funny. <laughs> my husband's homecomings now, because I figured that they would be traveling 
in uniform, but they have hubs in different countries that they have to stop in, and they were told they cannot travel in uniform. Yes. Yes, for safety I have a reasons. That, that happened with too. Yeah. So yeah, so they're going to be traveling and coming home in civilian clothes. So I thought the same thing. I'm thinking my husband's going to be gone for five, six months, and he's going to come off that plane, and people are going to, you know, they're not even going to know it's a homecoming. They're just going to think we're, <laughs> well, we're, we're crazy. Yeah, he might be flying <laughs> through airports that are not like American airports or whatever. You know, yes, he's which they are. They have to from where they're flying from. Flights. Yeah. You just, yes. You're so they, like, for safety reasons, they're going to be flying in civilian clothes and have their stuff shipped ahead of them and all this stuff. And so yeah, they will Chris not look like have. military. Yeah, he didn't even have any civilian clothes. He wasn't allowed to wear civilian clothes. Well, sure. Oh, they, wow. they were only told to take um, – now, ours was different. They told them to take – but they had to take clothes that were fitting to the area that they were going to be in. So, like, Nick couldn't take, like, a pair of jeans and a T-shirt – he had to bring, like, a pair of slacks and a certain kind of shirt because in the country that he would be in, that's what the men wear. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're making sure they're very low-key. They are keeping them – they're trying to keep them safe, which I appreciate. I would much rather him try to fit in. Of course, my husband being the pale, red-headed, American-looking man that he is, I don't see how he feels. But, you know, at least he's not in a military uniform. So anyway, so I wanted to know that. I wanted to know if he was traveling. So that was at least that was pretty cool then, so that if, if civilians saw you hugging the man in uniform and desperately holding on to him, at least they didn't think you were crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, we just, it just meant we stuck out a lot more than, because, you know, you, you, whenever you go to the airport, you're always going to see people, you know, like hugging. Well, you people watch, too. Stuff. I mean, you all the that. people waiting. So, yeah. Um, it just makes you stand out a little bit more. And we did see one, I did see one Army uniform a kid in an army uniform who was just so young and mm-hmm. um and you know really you know if you see them if you see a service member in desert camis i mean 99 percent of the time i can't imagine what the other one percent is they're coming from you know kuwait i mean that's where they're coming from so when you see them don't hesitate you know shake their hand even though your spouse is is deployed as well or, you know, serving as well, I just think that's, you know, you could be the first person that actually greets them on American soil. So I yeah. I just encourage that, yeah. So we had a nice, great, awesome, you know, uh, home. Wendy turned off her phone. But um, it was very different. And so, I, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to hear from other IA spouses, too, as we go along, you know, what did they feel alike with their, their homecoming, you know, what was the experience like for them? So, so that was it. That was the so. What was the first thing that you guys did? What was the first thing that Craig wanted to do? Well, I don't want to take up too much. I know everyone's got to, you know, I want to kind of spread the the time. But we, um, what did we do? What was just so that's what I'm asking. That's my other my last question for you. Then what was the first thing that he wanted to do? I mean, don't tell us any personal details. Just tell us what what's the first thing you wanted to do. Was there something you wanted you know to do? You know what I will say night? about his temperament. You know, I. Um, <laughs> You know, I I went through a lot of trouble of, you know, just making sure the house was all 100% as clean as I could make it. I, you know, I, I made his favorite dinner, and then I actually made a breakfast the next morning, and um, then we ordered, um, like, a, a, a takeout catered kind of Easter dinner, and um, we we went and got him some new dress shirts. We went shopping at his favorite store. We did all this stuff, and he was he was so me- he's been so mellow. And I I was waiting for the this is so good, this is amazing, this is just oh thank you so much. And I would ask him so what do you think? How do you like your favorite dinner? Oh it's mm-hmm. it's nice, it's great, thanks. And I I really 
through all those things, never got the quite excited reaction I was looking for. The response. For. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> today when I was at work, he called, and I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in my chair watching, I think he said he was watching Criminal Minds <laughs> and having a, a peanut butter sandwich. And he's like, you know, I finally feel like I'm home. And he was so darn excited about Over the peanut that butter whole sandwich scenario. In the chair. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, this is just perfect. <laughs> well, that's good. I was like... <laughs> Something you know, you go through all the preparation. The sign I had flags all up and down the street <laughs> that I had ordered from Oriental Training. You oh, know, hey, had, yeah. There was flags from one end of our subdivision to the other. You know, the, all these things I did, and the one real reaction I got out of him when the house was quiet and he was home, and it kind of dawned on him, oh gosh, I'm home, and and you know, I'm fine. It's finally sinking in. You know, yeah, yeah. I think mine has the same personality type. He'd be the same way because he doesn't get, he wouldn't be, you know, teary eyed and bouncing around over things like, you know, that I would do, and I'd do all that too. And he would probably just do the exact same reaction. But then once he got whatever it is, his his one comfort thing, um, you know, sitting at home in his pajama, his he has SpongeBob pajama pants. I'm sure he loves everyone, you know, knowing that now. But he has some SpongeBob pajama pants that he loves and his slippers. I could see him once he's in those just being as happy as can be. That all the, you know, the, the special dinner, whatever, yeah, that's great. But you know what? I do those things when he's home, and it's just been a while since he's had it. It's probably nothing amazing. It's just been a while. I think for the guys, sometimes it's just um, they're kind of just taking it all in. It's all, like, almost probably feels surreal to them. So it's probably kind of like not in a bad way, but kind of like a shock, like, you know, that, that feeling, like, am I dreaming still? Is this really real, you know? I bet you it takes them a while to right. soak it all in. I like her of. response. <laughs> we hope that's what they feel, that it's not just, you know, oh, it's just been a while since, you know, she's a good wife. I already know she can cook. I already know what the meal's going to taste like. It's just been a while since I've had it. It's not that exciting. It's just been a while. But I like her response. Maybe they're just still in a dream state. I like that. So how was your week, Jessica? Anything new, exciting? It was, uh, oh, pretty interesting to say the least. I had a lot going on this weekend. Just a lot of, um, a lot of, just everyday stuff that I had to do, and I just felt like it just built up and all hit me on the weekend. So I was just trying to catch up with all that, you know, just the regular around the house stuff. Did you have a nice Easter? Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. It wasn't too bad. We. Um, did the Easter eggs and hid them and did a little Easter egg hunt with the kids. And then, um, of course, their Easter baskets. So that was fun. And they played outside all day, and that just made their day. <laughs> I wanted I to answer your question, though, Marie, about the hmm. um, the Navy 2008 Navy Time Sailor of the Year. Oh, good. Did you look it up? Yes, I checked it. And it says that um, the candidates... Um, let's see, nominations may be submitted by any of the readers, Navy Time readers, including parents, fellow service members, supervisors, and commanding officers. Oh, gosh, you wouldn't. That's pretty cool. I think the best person to always write is the mother of the service member. Could you imagine what those letters look like? Oh, yes. My mother-in-law could probably write a better letter than me. (laughs) (laughs) She would say how amazing he is. Because, you know, he can do no wrong in her eyes. So I'm sure it would be good. Well, my week wasn't, you know, anything different. It was um, we're into soccer, 
And I have to say that something that still shocks me, and it shouldn't shock me anymore, and I know that you guys have probably experienced something like this too, but I hadn't been, I had been helping coaching um, a younger soccer team, so my time would overlap. So I've never actually walked to the soccer field with my oldest. So my youngest I'm helping coach, and so I coach on a field behind the big fields with the little one. And then I finish up that practice, and I send my oldest, who's going to be 10 this summer, over to his U10 game or practice, okay? So he goes over, and then I follow like 10, 15 minutes behind him. So I've never walked over, and I guess the parents don't know which one was, you know, in quote, mine. Right. So I come over and sit down, and it never ceases to amaze me how women will talk about the children and not care who's around that it might be their parent. So I go to sit in my camping chair, you know, and um, I sit down and, and I do that what too. What did they say? Look at, that, look at that boy. Did his mom just drop him off? And no. Oh, no. Heavens no. Not that. Because as they get older, they do that. No. They were actually talking about, like, skill level and just talking about different little things and kind of some snotty remarks. Oh, competitive moms. Okay. Oh. So I just so badly wanted to turn around and go, he's mine? They don't know, Marie, that you're and, there for fun. Oh, no, not even that. Some of these women were just, they're not even saying, they're saying kind of rude things about the kids. Oh, oh that's not Oh, oh, oh yeah, not about like, you know, oh, just wow. skill level, like, oh, he's doing really well. Oh, I've heard that one's played before. Oh, I heard that one's on the, oh, no, 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 they're not being nice. Oh, that's not good. I thought that was horrible. So I just, I just want to say to all those moms out there, if any of you were at the soccer field tonight talking bad about those kids, you better stop it. <laughs> I couldn't take like, it any you longer. They listen to you. I know. I'm, I'm fine with it. You better stop it. You will behave yourselves and act like some grown-ups for Pete's sake. Because I actually ended up moving my chair. <laughs> it was that bad. I picked up my little chair, you know, not even the whole stand up and move it, like just picked it up while my butt's still in it and scooted away because <laughs> oh, I couldn't gosh. deal with it anymore. So we had that tonight, so that still surprises me. And um, I was going to tell you guys something that the husband and I did before he left. Okay. And it's quite corny, but it has been, it's, it's been really cool. Uh, we, we each got, Nick has um, just the cheap, you know, watch that he wears underway that, you know, we replace every patrol. You know, the $30 watch. So I bought the cheap one, too, and it's a little purple, you know, fitness watch, whatever. And anyway, so we put our, we we synchronized our watches. This is so corny. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've read this before. Yes, well, I told read, you about I've it before. people do it, like, with, you know, like, the rack time or... Yes, well, what it is, yes. yeah, well, that's what it is. He's going to be on the other side of the world. He's in a totally different time zone. He's going to be, you know, in all these different ports and everything, and so he's never going to have... So his watch has more than one time zone, and so does mine. So he keeps one on American time, um, our Eastern Coast time, and we both synchronized our watch um, to set an alarm at the same time. Yeah. And it has been so cool because I have to say, you think that you think about them. I mean, you, you, you assume you're like, oh, I think about my husband all the time. I miss him terribly. Well, I think about him all the time, and I miss him. But every time this darn watch goes off, I am always shocked. It always catches me off guard because I'm so caught up in my day mm-hmm. that it tells me this alarm. And I just think it's so cool that we're thinking about each other in, really, in real time at the same time. So I think that's pretty cool, and we've been and doing you know, it. Remember when we had um, uh, Jan Wiesner on? Her husband was in Iraq. He's in yes. SEAL, right? Or no, he's Special Forces Army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she armed. Said, yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that show, but she said a, a friend of hers had told her when she was facing her, I think, 15-month deployment, 
um, that at some point he will, I think her words were, he'll just become non, uh, like existent, yes. not relevant to your yes. day. And she just thought that's just never going to happen. And then it happens though. It happens. And, and, and I, I mean, I don't mean it in a bad way for people who are listening to us thinking, oh, well, they just must not love their husband. I know. <laughs> with him and not like my husband and me. Yeah, I, I love him more than anyone. They just but don't I think understand. that's cool with the watch because, you know, even on your busiest day. You need it. You would believe, yeah. like today I was driving back from soccer practice when it went off, and it, it still startles me. It's only been a few weeks, and it catches me off guard every single day. I think it's so funny because the only time that I really stop and think about him wholeheartedly is either when I'm alone and getting ready for bed, you know, when I know that he should be there, or right. two, maybe when the kids say something and it's, you know, a moment that catches me off guard where um, the chair's empty at a restaurant or, you know, I think about him. But even then I try to quickly get, you know, you try to quickly get your mind off of it. You don't want to get upset in front of the children. You know, yep. there's so many things going through your mind. So anyway, so this thing has gone off every day and I have thought it is so funny because I set it for a late time. I set it for 8 o'clock. And right. every day at 8 o'clock, I have done something different. I've been somewhere. <laughs> I have been doing something. And I just think that that's also so funny. I have never been in the same spot twice at 8 o'clock at any night in the last, you know, few weeks. So that does something for us. Yep. I know, and as military spouses, you know, we have to, like on your comment that you said earlier about um, it's not that we don't love our husbands or anything. It's just we have to be able to adapt. I mean, yep. you have to adapt when they're gone, and it's you have to pick up and um, keep going. <laughs> That's important. Well, I know that we're at our um, we're past our thirty minute mark now of our show. We I can't believe it's already gone by so quickly. I know, I know. So what we'll do is we'll take a break, and then when we get back, we're going to answer some questions that we've gotten via email. And some of the top questions that people just in general ask us. Yeah, I have a mom question. Yeah, we ha and that kind of the last bit of your comments there leads us to one of the questions that I had. Oh, very good. And um, yeah, so and I want to give out our phone number again. It's six four six six five two four six two nine six four six six five two four six two nine is our call in number. Or and, you can uh, IM us. Yeah, or you can. I am. If you don't want to be on the radio, you don't want to. You want to rename. You, you can remain anonymous. We don't even have to have your first name then, if you don't want. You can send us an, a message, and we don't have to say your name on the air. We can just ask the question for you. Right, and it's Navy Wife Radio is our I am name. So when we get back from the break, we'll be answering your questions. So um, just hang in there with us. We'll be right back. This is the Chief from AskTheChief.com, and you're listening to Wendy and Marie on Navy Wife Radio. If you have a Navy-related question, visit our website at AskTheChief.com, where we've been keeping sailors informed for over five years now. All right, welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, and this is Wendy, and I'm here with Marie and Jessica. And hopefully we'll get some people to call in and ask their questions. I guess um, what we'll do is we'll just take turns. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. Okay. And um, so one of the questions that I had was, it's an IA-related question, of course. And <laughs> I always get the same. This is like probably the most popular question I get, is what is the communication like with your husband? How often do you get to talk to him? And how, like, is it by email or phone? And so I'll give you our, 
you know, my point of view. And then if you are an IA spouse and you're listening and you have a point of view, you can call in and share. So for, for us, Craig was at uh, Bagram in Afghanistan. And we had pretty good email um, opportunities. His work schedule offered that. And um, he did have a laptop, although he did not have Internet connection. Like they could actually get Internet there um, on their own and pay a certain fee per month. But it was so slow, the connection, that after about the first month, we just he decided it wasn't really worth paying for it. So we just emailed. He just emailed when he was at work. Um, so we would get to email at least, um, if not every day, every few days. And well, that's good. And then the the phone calls were a little, you know, less, they were more sporadic than anything else. But we, it was definitely, I mean, compared to a submarine deployment where you don't, we wouldn't get phone calls at all and email <laughs> ask Marie. I never got along with the radio men. So I well, yeah, when your husband's mean to the radio men, that's a for sure shoe in that you're not going to be getting in contact with your wife. Um, but we so, really yeah, quick... and I know it depends on like where they're at. They could be in Kabul or they could be in Iraq. I mean, I know every situation is different, but that was just my um, my personal <laughs> experience on on the communication thing. So, and uh, okay, so who wants to go next? About a question. What question do you have? Um, well, I just had a quick mom question because I felt like I was being a um, pushover tonight. So I had the the age-old mom question about deployments, you know, and it is just what kind of mom are you during a deployment? Because I really feel like, like tonight, okay, I stopped the kids after soccer, you know, and they're on spring break too, but they wanted to go to McDonald's for dinner, and I never say yes. Last time I was at McDonald's, I actually blogged about it because I made myself so mad that so I went to McDonald's. Oh, I know. That was funny. Like, <laughs> the Fast Food Anonymous line. Yeah. Yeah, step away. I, and I tried calling Wendy, but Wendy has a ringer off still from her homecoming, so um, I couldn't even get her to tell me not to go. Thanks, Wendy. Um, I'm, so, I'm writing a message in the chat room. Okay, you read a message in the chat room. Okay. So anyway, so my question is, you can start then, Jessica, is what kind of mom are you during a deployment? Are you the pushover? Because I really feel like I go through like this phase in the beginning that I am such a pushover. And it, I know in my very first patrols, like my kids walked all over me, and then I realized <laughs> this isn't going to work. And I think I've become a lot more strict and follow through and all that stuff. And my kids are well-behaved, but I just feel like I go through this, like, uh, like there's cycles of deployment. I feel like there are cycles for us, too, as mothers. And I go through, like, that first week being a comp- – for the first couple of weeks being a complete pushover. And, like, tonight when they asked to go, I was like, oh. And all I did was look at them, and I was like, oh. And I know in my head I'm thinking, but their dad's deployed. So I said yes. <laughs> we went to McDonald's. So I was just curious if other people feel the same way if, as a mom, because I know there's a lot of moms out there listening – and I know they feel that maybe they lose a little control, that maybe dad's the um, the one that does all the uh, disciplining or vice versa, and they just feel like they're out of their little comfort zone. So I just wanted to know what kind of mom are you during a deployment? Do you think that you're a pushover or are you the stern one? Well, you know, that's funny that you said that because I've never really stopped and thought about it until you brought it up. <laughs> it's a good it question, is, though. Yes, very good question. It is so funny because I think – um, I'm very similar to you in that aspect where um, when they first leave, mm-hmm. it's just like you get when they ask you something or whatever it is, it just like 
the first thought I get in my mind, their dad just left, you know. And I know. Aesthetic <sighs> feelings, and it's like, yeah, okay. But, yeah, then it seems like, like, once, like, employment comes along, yeah, and then it's like, uh-oh, okay. Well, my son, um, actually, this happened last deployment. Well, how old are your kids first, so people know? How old are they? Well, my son's now five, and then my daughter is three. Okay. And um, my son was four at the time of the last deployment, and it was funny because when it kind of hit me that maybe I was being a pushover, I noticed that he would start putting, like, a sad face on and go, Uh Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I was waiting for that. Yep. They work it. They know. Daddy's gone right now. And you could tell that he... He, he he does get sad when daddy's gone, but being a mom, I know when he's really <laughs> sad about it and when he's playing. <laughs> yes, yes. Strings. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I have to say that it, it does come in phases as far as as far as that goes. It's funny that you said that. Well, see, I know, like, mine and Wendy's are older, so I have, my son will be 10 this summer. Oh, I hate, uh, he's nine. We'll just stick with that. He's nine, and my daughter is going to be six next month. So they're getting older, and I think the first, one of the first patrols that I realized I was doing it is when my son came to me, and he was, of course, only like four or five during one of our first patrols. He came to me, and he says, uh, I just remember him asking for something and me saying no. I think it was candy. And he goes, but I'm sad because Daddy's gone. And I went, oh, crap, what have I done? I've created this. Because he knew that I, I was trying to comfort him with things, which was totally the wrong thing to do. You know, I was trying to comfort him. So anyway, so now they're older and they know better, but I and I know better. But I still catch myself for the first so many weeks. I'd say the first month even that I am a pushover. Huh? It's so hard to find balance. I know for me, um, in my situation, I always found that um, I would, you know, you battle within yourself because it's like. You don't want to be the bad guy, but you're stuck having to be the bad guy. Well, you're a bad cop and good cop when dad's gone. Oh, yeah. not there to kind of, you know, help balance things out and kind of do the disciplinary type things, too. So it feels like, I don't know, for me, um, sometimes I feel like I get a guilty conscience because it feels like, well, all I did all day today was be the bad guy. Exactly. Okay, so, Wendy, what do you think? Now, I know your son, and I know he is like a pro at working it, but does he still do that at his age? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> One time he literally said to me, what if I give you the puppy dog eyes? And then oh, he, he says that kind to of like Zach. No, wait a second. He says that to me. Well, I mean, yeah. He's been at my he house. Says and he says that now all the time, right, because it's the first time, yes. <laughs> and then he just looks at you, and I'm like, and then it, the first time he said it was kind of like, oh, no, did I say that out loud? Like Zachary, you know, when he says, thought bubble, was that out loud? Oh, yeah, we should tell Jessica that, and for people listening, my son said, I, this is, you know, kids say the darndest things, and this was, wow, it's probably a couple of years ago now, Zach was talking to me, and he said something out loud that he probably should have been thinking to himself, and I turned and looked at him, like, I can't believe you said that out loud, and he looked at me, and he's probably only six, six or seven, and he goes, oh, did I say that out loud? That was supposed to be in a thought bubble, because he read cartoons. Uh-huh. And so he knew what a thought bubble was, and he knew that that meant that only he could hear it. And I thought that, and he was little, so that was pretty nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Wendy, do yours go in a phase, though? Because I know that moms are thinking this, because I've heard other moms say this, too, that they feel that 
um, they're taken advantage of or that they become too strict, like they take over dad's role and they are, you know, like there are there is no uh, wiggle room because they feel like if they give their kids a wiggle room, they get out of control. I'm serious. I've seen these moms. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but I have a distraction. That's not fair. Both their husbands are gone. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's, what's his email address? <laughs> sorry. There better not be any baseballs or anything. Tell them to go away. <laughs> tell them if you believe right so now I'm telling the baseball guys. story. No, you tell him. <laughs> Lisa, she's going to tell the baseball story. Okay. I can't catch my breath. <laughs> I apologize, listeners, for everybody that is listening. Wendy is in the honeymoon stage for all of you that haven't caught on yet. So there will be lots of giggling and laughing. I can't think now. Let's get to the next question. <laughs> Anyway, I was talking about you. So, so many moms struggle with that. They struggle with the fact that when their their husband leaves, they either become like the dictator where they because I know yeah. a couple moms like that. Okay, so okay, I'm back with you. So now. yes, well, here's which the thing. mom are you? I already know this answer. I, I am not a dictator at all. No. <laughs> I am more like we're just hanging out, relaxing, and you know, I actually have this moment over. when Craig was coming <laughs> home. I thought, oh my gosh, I told him too. I said, I can't. Because I told him, I said, you know, I just had this thought. You're coming home, and I can't remember the last time we had, like, a three-course meal. (laughs) You know, a whole sit-down to dinner, literally, like, you know, salad, (laughs) fruit and vegetables, you know, the whole meal. You know what he said to me? You know what he said to me? He can't remember it either. Exactly. Wendy, when did you ever cook like that? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're the cook in our family. So there's hope for all of us. That's all I have to say. I think that's awesome. And with that said, too, I have a girlfriend that told me, um, this moves on to another topic um, about that. She teases me. She goes, I actually, I save so much money when my husband leaves because my kids, all they do is eat cereal. Um, chicken nuggets and TV dinners. I'm thinking, really? And she goes, oh, yeah. So I thought that was neat, too, because I've I never. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was going to say that I've never done that. I am the cook. I remember calling you, Wendy, one night and feeling horrible because I let the kids have cereal. You, because I know, but you, you're different, Marie. Not but everyone is like <laughs> I think a big difference has to do. You know what? When I talk to moms, the big, like Miss Sarah, not Sarah, Krista. I think Jessica read this post over on Mill Spouse's blog. Krista Wells, who's the military spouse coach, wrote a post about what are you feeding your kids. And she and her kids are little. She has a newborn and she has I think a two year old a one and a half year old and a two and a half year old. Mm-hmm. I think it depends a lot on the ages of your kids. Well, you know, I've easier. always done it though. I've done it since I know they you're were little, different, but I know well, a you lot know, of re- parents are or a lot of moms, it seems like the younger their kids are, the easier it is to just kind of get into that routine because she said she had, it dawned on her that she had fed her kids the same thing, I think three nights in a row or four nights in a row. Jessica, did you read that post? Yes, yes. And it was... I glanced over it. I didn't read that one. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think, I, think, I, I think it's kind of a common theme. It happens well, the reason realize. Well, I was trying to, to the, well, my point was going to be about it, though, is I think the reasoning, and I think if a lot of people think about this, like the reasoning that I have behind still doing it, because it is so much easier for me if I bought the chicken strips and threw them in the microwave and gave them some applesauce and, you know, some green beans, you know, on a plate. I could do that, or I could just do the cereal or the frozen pizza or whatnot. 
But I have to say that I have done it, and I have made myself do it. Where we still sit down together, there's a there's a meat, there's a vegetable, there's a, a side or a fruit or whatever, because it gives it gives us some sort of normalcy. Yeah. Um, I do it because even though the dad's gone and we would be having it if dad was there, we sit down. It's still our time to talk because I find that when I give them fast, you know, the faster food, you know, where I do that, by the time I would even sit down, they're done. Yeah. So, and that's true. I mean, I feel like the minute that I finally get, you know, everything else put away or whatever I was making for them done, um, they're done, and we lose that time together. So I have really made it a point that we keep – that meal, even though it is harder on me a lot of nights to do it, I've been trying to do this in advance, and oh my gosh, if anybody else is listening and can do this, it has helped me a ton. I have done things where I will make things in advance, and maybe I won't, because I know I'm not going to be home on, on Tuesdays or Thursday nights because of soccer. Guaranteed no home on Tuesday and Mondays for ballet and Wednesday. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I'm not home a lot. So what I do is I'll bake something in advance. Like, you know, bake a chicken and save half of it and put it in the freezer or whatnot and add it to something later, you know, um, and just try to plan out a menu. So doing that gives me more time, and then they're still eating real meals. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a, a good thing to keep in mind, too. You know, not everybody um, <clears throat> does have time to cook. Um, some people are cookers and some people aren't. But just making it a cha- you know challenging ourselves to at least take one day a week to sit down together as a family, even when dad or mom is gone, and um, spend that quality time together. I think just making the effort to do it, you know. It's more work, but I have to say that sitting down with them and talking, mm-hmm. getting to talk during that time has been really helpful. So Jessica, yeah. did you have a question? Um, I kind of did. I don't know if it's um, a story, question, comment. Yeah, it's more. It's just a question. I don't know if any of you guys live on base. I have. I mean, we lived on base here for a few years. Okay. But then we moved off of base. What do you think about people's um, sense of security on bases? Do you think? Uh oh. Is that a bad (laughs) thing? Wendy knows my story, so I don't know. Like, do you think sometimes? I think that sometimes. I don't know. I can be um, kind of naive sometimes. My husband's the one with the, the street smarts, I like to say. But um, sometimes I think I get a false sense of security, like I don't maybe don't make sure the doors are locked all the time, or you know, you're. I kind of will befriend anybody without really having, like, getting to kind of feel them out a little bit. Or I'm going to give her my dad's you know phone number. <laughs> My dad's the retired detective, and he's the one that has made sure that I had never had a false sense of security. In fact, he's probably scared the bejeebies out of me. <laughs> so I should give you a center, but I'm going to let Wendy answer it first since I was just talking. Wendy, what what do you feel about living on base? Have you ever lived on base? You know, um, I've never lived on base. I did live overseas, like in a like a townhouse type situation where every there was like eight apartments. Well, that's similar. Military, so that's sort of like that. It was like it was out in the economy. It was a little bit different, but um, I do think a lot of people move on base because there's kind of an instant community and their kids can play with other military kids. I've heard feedback from other military spouses as one of the main reasons why they'll do that if they're going to a sea command. Um, but now Marie, her house, um, uh, somebody 
tried to get into her house on base. Well, we, that's, I was going to say, so here's my, I'll try to be very so quick she, on this. Yeah, so she's, yeah, and you know, I had one thing in the chat room I just wanted to put out there before we get too far into this subject. Sure. One of the ladies in the chat room put, as far as like cooking ahead of time, mm-hmm. these, have you heard of these places where you can go and prepare your meals and then like at a, a place on a Saturday or Sunday? They have all the ingredients, and then you just come home and bake it. No. Oh, it's called supersuppers.com, and I've heard of that. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so they have different ones. I think that's what this is. Let's see. I'm trying to click on it right now. That's but, very okay. cool. I'm going to look it up while we're chatting. Okay, you look it up. I'll tell the, the quick story. So my dad is a retired inner city detective from St. Louis. So, I mean, oh, he's – Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so I have literally been told you're never safe. <laughs> I mean, but, or you can never be safe enough. And he always told me that you have a false sense of security living on base because his theory was there's crazy people in the world. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't they join, you know, why wouldn't they be in the military too? There's always going to be, because I mean, you read the news in the military too. I mean, there's always people, there are people that, you know, commit murders and crimes that are active duty. So it's not that there aren't those bad people on the base. There, he, as he put it, I think how he, my dad said it was there are just as many people you know, um, ratio-wise, it's just they're in a smaller spot. Right. Oh, like we were thrown into a base then. Yeah, that's so, a good way to put it. Well, what happened to me is I was living on base. I kept my doors locked. I knew everybody, blah, blah, blah. We had a, we had some incidents. There was a peeping Tom. Um, there was a guy that was arrested right You're before we... You're going to her out now. Let's no, I'm not. I really, I really believe that we should always talk about these things because I'm serious. I, I really think knowledge is a good thing. I mean, if I didn't say this and, you know, because, I mean, I think you should always be, I think fear can also be a very good thing. Not that you should sit up all night, you know, looking out your window because no, you, you no. can be safe, but, right. I mean, I you should know. Right. Yes. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, I don't want her out walking around at night <laughs> in her cute pajamas. Walking the dog, walking the new puppy, going, hello, boys, I'm alone. Right. Well, I know right. um, during my husband's last deployment, um, I just always, I don't know, I just always felt so safe, and I would leave the, I would lock the screen door, but the screen door really doesn't keep you safe. No. You know what I mean? So I would think, well, the screen door is locked, it's fine, you know, at night, the whole evening, I'd leave it open until I'd go to bed, until one day I happened to see a peeping Tom looking in somebody's house across the way so that was kind of my wake-up call but, um, I mean it happens anywhere but it's just I don't know for me I think um, especially for when your spouse is gone I think it's good to let other spouses be aware so that they can protect themselves you know what I'm going to do I'm going to bump up we had a we wrote safety tips which my dad helped write um uh, he helped me put this together. It was a safety tips that I had written on a blog on our blog a while back. I'm going to bump it up because that's something that's a good a good reminder. Yeah, I'm writing it down right now. I'm making a little note to bump it right now. When I get off the air, I'll bump it up on our website as just you know a reference for women because um, before we moved into our house, the person that lived we live in uh, it was um, four townhouses together made a unit. And in one of the middle units, right before we moved in, there was a Marine that was arrested because he had put a deer stand up in the woods behind the houses and was looking in the windows, the better windows. And what was even more freaky was that he had a walkie-talkie, and he was talking to his wife about what he was seeing. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that was one incident, and then there was the other peeping Tom, and he was getting a little more gutsy each time. He'd be sitting underneath women's windows taking care of things. Oh, no. 
so then um, I had, uh, my husband was gone. I had, Michaela was only a few months old at this point. Zach was four, I think, or something like that, or maybe five, and Michaela was like one. Um, they were little, and they were upstairs in the townhouse. I was downstairs having one of my midnight um, um, eating sessions because I was, you know, sad the husband was gone. <laughs> so right. I was fixing like Rice Krispie treats or something. <laughs> And I looked to my left, which was our French doors to the back, and they were locked, but it had one of those handles that you could, you know, the long handles that you pull down on, and I watched that handle move. And my, I had a Cocker Spaniel at the time, and she went nuts, and the man was actually opening my back door. And luckily it was locked, and I called base security, and if that's the one thing that I want everybody to learn from this is to memorize the security number when you live on base. Okay, and, put it by your phone. Yeah. yeah, well, my neighbor actually made me remember this stupid saying. He was an older man. He told me, you have to be 18 to own a 45. And I said, what? And he goes, that's base security. You have to be 18 to own a 45. And he goes, just remember that. So the number was 1845. So I have to tell you, I remembered that in that panic moment. And I called, and they had dogs, and they chased the guy through the woods, and it was this whole ordeal. Um, but I actually walked over to the window and peeked through the blinds because the woman's like, I need you to look. And I'm like, I don't want to look. Oh, my gosh. And the woman's like, no, I need you to look. So I opened the blinds, and I could see the guy standing out, oh, out in my yard, and I about lost it. Because you always say what you think you'd do. So, yeah, I Wait, was like, I, oh. we got an IM from Megan, and she said her husband's car had gotten broken t- into on base. Oh yeah, so, so see, I'm glad we, we brought this up. So, yes. Um, so we're gonna run over tonight, but we're gonna do one round. So of we've questions. got, yeah, we've got, we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna do go one over. more round. So we each go one one more time. So we're gonna try and get it in before we lose our live feed, because I know uh, you guys have a lot of questions, and if you want to call us in live, if you want to call us right now, you can. We have two minutes. Yes. I know our clocks are different. My clock. What does yours say? My clock says um, three minutes. Mine's been on two minutes for a while. It's about to go to one. Okay. So I don't so know our who's right. Six four six. I'll just give it out since I started to six five two four six two nine. If you want to call in, and we're going to go one more round, and we'll probably go into the archives at least for. Five well, I'll go last because I have a story. I don't have a question anymore. I just have a quick story and to comment on. So I'll do mine after the archives. So you go ahead, okay. Wendy, with your question. Okay, so the next question I got was, how much do you tell your spouse in emails or phone calls about <laughs> things at home? Sorry, I just did this today. Go so, <laughs> and I've heard different. I've heard different scenarios on that. I've heard, well, my husband and I are so close, we tell each other everything. And if I didn't tell him, quote, everything, then he would get upset. And then I've heard wives say um, that they really purposely held back on some of the more serious things that happened. And then when mm-hmm. they're thinking that that was the right thing to do, and then when their spouse came home, he was actually upset because he thought everything was fine and then was kind of bombarded with everything well, that yeah. happened. Well, you know what? I'm showing a minute and counting down on our um, live feed, so maybe we should go ahead and go ahead and, you know, Say goodbye okay, and do that. Yeah, and then when people um, can look. We'll go into the archives with this rest because I know this is going to be a good answer. Okay. Well, yeah. So if you're listening to us live, our feed's going to drop off in a few minutes, in about 30 seconds or so. So we want to take this moment to thank you for listening to us live. I know we had a lot of people come over from MySpace 
from our posts over there. We are here every Tuesday, so we're so happy you joined us. We hope you come back next Tuesday. And um, our upcoming show is going to be on space aid travel and IA deployments, good care packages is one of the topics. And you can download our show on iTunes and subscribe there to get it um, if you can't listen to us live. So, all right, we're going to go into the archives, and you can catch the full version of our show 30 minutes after airtime. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so we're going to go into the archives here, and it will just drop off when we hit. I need to open a bottle of wine. I wish I had a bottle of wine. I have one in the fridge, but I usually only drink one glass and I end up dumping the rest. <laughs> you know what? I have found that our best thing. I know like we're going off of the thing, and we'll go back right to the question, but I have those. My mom bought me those because she's <laughs> – my mom's so funny. She doesn't She doesn't think it's healthy to, you know, have to ha- you know be forced to finish the bottle if you open it, so she bought me the wine savers. Uh-huh. And it has an air pump thing that you put the little stopper in. Anyway, you put the you put the stopper in, you pull the air out, and then you put it. You can put it and save it back in your refrigerator like the bottle wasn't open. It actually sucks the air oh, out of it and keeps wow. it. And it really but, works well. And it works because yeah. I will drink only one glass of wine. Like if the husband's gone, I haven't even had a bottle yet this patrol. But I'll get a bottle and I'll have like a special night where I have my favorite bottle of wine, and I'll have a glass while I take like a hot bubble bath or something. And, yeah, I can save it. And, I i mean, I've kept the bottle for at least two months and not drank the whole thing. And after a while, sometimes I end up pouring it out, but you still get to keep it Yeah. for a long time. So, anyway, so, Wendy, you're sorry. <laughs> no, no, that. it's okay. She said wine. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just saying goodbye in the chat room to everybody. Um, so, the question, okay, I so think that's a really good question. I really, you It's know, a common I'm, question. And I've thought about, you know, what would be the right mm-hmm. answer, and I really feel that there what is no you right choose to tell your spouse is a completely individual yes. um, situation. So just because your best girlfriend tells her husband everything and you choose to be a little selective or you doesn't tell mean you're her wrong. everything yeah. and she doesn't um, tell her husband everything, you know, you can't judge one or the other right. way as being the right way. That's, well, let's tell our um, our scenario. So, what do you do, Wendy? How much? What do you, what did, what did you find was your happy spot with Craig while he was gone? Well, what works for us and what's worked in the past is that uh, we pretty much do. Every, I, I pretty much don't <laughs> hold back because I'm kind of a really uh, passionate person, I guess. My personality, I really just kind of let it all out. And I really don't think too much uh, what the experience is going to be for him on the other end. I know that sounds really selfish, but that's just... Well, no, you know yourself. I think that's um, being very real. But one thing I do try and do when he comes home, when I've learned this the hard way, when he comes home, I don't do that. Through through email and through phone call, because he can tell something's wrong, if something's bothering me. So I do tell him. And then, but when he comes home, we kind of have this grace period where we don't talk about, you know, like when Carrie was home, because we have a teenager, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Carrie's school troubles or this trouble or that trouble, you know, teenage. You have yeah, you have like we have a little, little grace period. Of grace period, and that, I like that. that did work for us. Um, and I learned the hard way because he'd be like, "Well, you know, it's just not fair. I get bombarded with all this stuff right when I come home." And to me, I just want to unload and kind mm-hmm. of vent. Yeah, and I I really didn't 
get what that was like on the other end. So I learned the hard way. No, I, I think that's really important it. to say because, yeah. I mean, to him it was overwhelming. He just wanted to, you know, he had been working, working, working and having all kinds of his own troubles with his own kids on board. And then, you know, he comes home and probably the last thing he needs is troubles there too. Right. So it's kind of nice just to take a moment, breathe, be home, relax, and then be ready to take on the world. So that's kind of what we do. What about you guys? Um, (laughs) You know, for me, it's different now because, like, well, with Craig, you probably, you know, you could tell him more. And like you said, with the phone, I'm sure he knew something was wrong. Um, If I could talk to my husband on the phone, he reads me like a book. If I said, yeah, everything's fine, he'd be like, what happened? (laughs) He would so call me out on it. And that was another thing I've always told young wives that are saying, so how much can I tell him in an email? I always tell him, I said, you know, if your husband is used to you talking to him and you feel that he can handle that, and you know him well enough to know that he'll be okay. Because there are some men that have a trouble with the whole separation thing and feel that since they're not there, mm-hmm. um, they feel helpless. It causes them problems with grief, depression. So like you said, it's completely individual. You have to know your spouse. Um, and and you, know, you learn as you go. You might you do that you know, and then you realize, oh, crap. I oh, yeah, I should over. or shouldn't have done that. Yeah, right. So with me, um, when I tell these otherwise, because I always tell them, I said, you know, you might be able to say, you know, yeah, your your childhood dog died. Or you might be, tell him that, and the poor guy might go into, you know, become a hermit, you know, on the, you know, the sub. But um, also the problems with, for me, um, my husband would be annoyed if I always wrote, because he knows everything happens the minute that man leaves. I mean, that's right. just when the stuff happens. So if I actually ever wrote him, everything's great, fine, beautiful day, kids are amazing, he would, auto, I think that man would have a, you know, breakdown. Because he would think I was hiding something. He'd probably think I was leaving him. Um, he would think, you know, something terrible has happened because that just wouldn't be our conversation. You know, my first, um, our first email to each other just recently, um, I wrote, you know, the, literally the minute that he left, every light bulb out of reach of a chair went out. Like in the same day, everything that I had to pull the 15-foot ladder in for went out. That so was like three, four light bulbs. You know, my air conditioner turned off on its own and wouldn't come back on, and it's warm down here. Um, And uh, something else. Oh, and then, of course, my computer wouldn't come back on, and something else happened. So, you know, that was my first conversation with him. But there was one time where I didn't tell him something. And you guys will probably think this is funny or silly, but um, I told him when his grandfather passed away. And on submarines, we can't tell them about things like that, so we use code words. So, like, if we knew Grandpa was sick, we would call it something else. Right. And say that the blender broke. <laughs> Grandpa was the blender. You know, I know I hate to say that, but that's what we—that's what you do. You have to make it sound like it's nothing, right. because in submarines you get flagged for words like funeral, death, divorce, anything like that. You know, the words are flagged. They read, and they will not um, relay your message. So the only thing that I did not tell Nick was when his childhood dog—he had this uh, dog that he loved more than anything—they had to put it down, and I couldn't tell him. I could not tell him about his dog, so I actually waited until he came home to tell him about his dog. That's the only thing I've ever waited on in our entire marriage, and he's been doing this, I think this is our 13th patrol. I think it's the only thing I've ever waited on. So I agree that it's, you know, the individual. I'm one that does tell my husband everything only because I know that it relaxes him, not because I'm being, you know, like I feel that I need to tell him, but because um, 
he needs to feel like he's part of our life even though he's that far away. He needs to even worry and, and fuss over things and tell me his input and how I should fix it, even though that I don't have to even acknowledge that I got his email. <laughs> he wants to put his two cents in. So I think it helps him feel like he's still part of the solution, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, Jessica. Just, <laughs> please tell me you hide things from your husband instead of because we're all like, we tell him everything. <laughs> Actually, I agreed with what Wendy said earlier. It, 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 there's no right answer or wrong answer. I think it just depends on your um, your relationship and what works for the both of you guys. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. everybody's different. We have different personalities that come into play. Um, I know for my husband and I, he's the type he wants to know everything. Um, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. But um, actually, just recently, that's um, one of the reasons why I asked about um, the question I asked before about your false sense of security while living on base. And um, there was something that kind of went down on our street last week. I can't go into details because it's something going into investigation, but um, it kind of raised those red flags. And I thought, well, is this something I should tell my husband about? Is it going to worry him? You know, because, you know, this serious situation Uh. happened on our street. Uh-huh. Or should I not say anything to him about it until he comes home because, you know, there's no sense in worrying him. So, I don't know, for me, I didn't put it in email, but then when he was actually able to call, I told him in person where that way we could kind of talk it over. And for us, it worked out okay that way where it was probably something I wouldn't have put in email. You know, I would tell that incident, in person. that incident that I just told you about that happened with me, he was deployed, and I actually opted not to tell him until he got back just because I couldn't, of course, talk to him over the phone, and I felt the exact same way that you just said. So just, let, yeah, let you know, and for people that, you know, do listen to this and have something happen like that, because to me, I know how that is probably one of the hardest things for our service member to feel that they aren't there. I mean, here they are out protecting all of us, mm-hmm. but they can't protect their spouse. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a very hard thing for them to deal with and insecurity. So, when that happened with me, I actually talked it over with some other active duty guys that were there yeah. that lived next door to us, mm-hmm. and they both agreed that they would want to know, but they would be completely flipped out. So, <laughs> so I opted oh, not. They did. They, I mean, they were like, I would be off that boat so fast. I don't care what I had to do to get off of it. I would be home protecting my wife. And, I mean, this guy tried to walk in our house. I mean, I knew if I would have told him that, Mm-hmm. that, I mean, my I knew he wouldn't be able to think about anything else. I mean, that poor man would have been worrying night and day. So, right. But it was, I have to say it was harder for me because then I was carrying that. Right. I was going to say um, it was kind of funny because um, actually this month, I think it was, this month's Military Spouse Magazine, they actually had a really neat write-up about um, keeping yourself safe. I think it's on page 36. Oh, oh yeah, it's a big, it's, a, it's on it the had, front cover, yeah. Yeah, and it had a lot of really good, um, you know, hints and different kind of things that could kind of help you out, and I thought that was really neat, neat too. Well, did you, um, I'm bumping our thing right now as we talk, um, but you know what, my dad came up with this very simple thing, and this is what he would tell women, and I think this is so true. I just told another young girl this the other day who she said she had a peeping Tom, and um, because they, they kind of, were, I hate to say it, but we're kind of predictable. You know, we, we kind of get set in our schedules, especially when our husbands are deployed. So, you know, they always say, of course, try not to leave and come and go at the same time every day. And I wanted to say, yeah, because I'll just go sit at the bus stop, you know, early 
on Sunday, you know, because, I mean, our schedules, it would be kind of hard to shake things up. And some of us have very tight schedules. So my dad said that one of the easiest things you can do is buy a pair, go to, like, Goodwill or um, some, you you know, retail shop, old older shop, and buy a set of old men's work boots. And he's so funny. He goes, the bigger, the better. Oh, and he you goes, know, and I did that, Marie. Well, I didn't go buy a pair, but I kept a pair. Well, kept of all your husband. I did outside by my See? back door. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I did. You can tell your dad I followed the direction. Oh, he will be happy, but... I left a pair of his shoes by the front door that way, like, yes. I know this sounds stupid, when the, um, not outside, but inside, so, like, when the guy would deliver pizza to my house? Yeah, you would see, no, no, my, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was going to tell her, because I know she didn't know what I was going to say, but you leave those men's shoes um, in a place, not, like, perfectly put in, you know, down, but, like, kicked off, you know, like, one's laying over on its side, it looks like a man kicked them off by the door and walked in. And um, it will give the, you know, the illusion that there is a man home. Yeah, I like that idea. I did that. And so my neighbors thought I was crazy, but I'm like, hey. No, I said I, 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 I <laughs> No, I had a warning for some of the wives because this is so funny because one of my girlfriends was going to do this. And I said, whatever you do, though, make sure you tell your husband that you did this if you went out and got a pair of boots. Because oh. you could imagine if he came home and there's another pair of man's shoes in your house. <laughs> So I said, please tell your husband. Oh, Another one of my girlfriends was so funny. She said, well, my husband has very small feet. So that's why we joke now and say buy the biggest shoes that you can. Luckily, mine wears like a size 13, so I didn't have a problem with that. But my girlfriend says that her husband wore like only like a size 7 or 6 in men's. So it really didn't look that like obvious that it was a man's. I, I, I'm not using her name. I apologize, husband. But it didn't look like a man's pair of shoes. So what she did, and I told her this, I said, go buy an old, dirty pair of work boots. Something just obnoxiously, you know, that you right. would never, just go to Goodwill and pick up a pair. So she did, and uh, but she forgot to tell her husband. So she had this long explanation when he came home why there were a size. Of, it was. That time Marie, Marie said. But Marie said, to leave, go buy men's boots. And the guy's probably going, Oh, yeah, uh-huh, because everybody buys men's shoes, so it took a long explaining. She had to show him the post. I mean, the poor guy was terrified. Some big old size 13, 14 man boots were walking in his house. I swear, but she really just bought him a Goodwill. That is so funny. Um, okay, all right, so do you have one last question, Jessica, <laughs> before we close out? Oh, she might have. Um, I had a quick um, yeah. little story thing, so maybe she'll sure. come back while okay. we're doing it. But you're going to like this. I actually was going to tell you this before the show, uh-huh. and Wendy stops me and goes, wait, 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 is this something we can talk about on the air? Because, you know, we like to have the original reactions. Uh-huh. Oh, versus, she's back. You know, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, back. I didn't even realize I'm on mute, and I kept trying to interject. And oh. I'm like, well, do I keep talking? <laughs> Why aren't they letting me say anything? That's so I actually learned that before. <laughs> I was going to say with the boots, make sure to remember to clean the cobwebs out. <laughs> the cobwebs, yeah. and you know what my dad also said? Make them dirty. If you do go buy a pair like at Walmart, go buy a cheap pair. He goes, don't uh-huh. make it obvious that they're new. He goes, make it look like they've been working hard and then move them. Don't keep uh-huh. them in the same spot. You know, go out early in the morning. We take the kids to school and take them away for the day or put a different pair of running shoes out. Oh, that's but a good I'm, idea. I'm telling you, it works. Because mm-hmm. nobody's going to come up to that door when they see big old boots standing there <laughs> like somebody just walked in. They're not. Exactly. 
That's a great idea. I like that. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm now sorry, we, Jessica. We were, like, talking to you, and we're like, oh, I guess she's not here. <laughs> we're like, okay, we'll give her a minute to come back. Well, you know, you have kids, too. I do that. I just disappear. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to upset both of you. Not, oh, you know, wow. this is just going to get you fired up because it got me really fired up. Uh-oh. So, I, I was writing, so I'm writing now this weekly spouse column for the local base paper, which I haven't talked about because I was afraid I'd get fired, but I don't know how you can get fired from something you don't get paid for. But um, I figured that I could. So I wanted to make sure I had a good month or so underneath my belt before I said anything about it. But um, this last column I wrote was about an incident that happened a while back at one of our local grocery stores. Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Brace yourself. So... So I, you know, I volunteer on base, and I was up really early. You know, I, I dropped the kids off at 7.30, 7.40. So I was stopping in to get something for breakfast to bring in. Every once in a while, one of us will bring, like, donuts or muffins or, you know, something fun into the oh, yeah. uh, office. So I stepped in, and it's like, you know, 7.35, 7.40. And, you know, it's right down the street from the school, and I'm in the grocery store. And there's a woman checking out in front of me, and she uh, – I hate to say this, but I couldn't write this in the paper, so I'm going to tell my better version here. She looked like hell. I mean, this girl was in pajama pants. She, I mean, she looked, I mean, not in, you know, a terrible way, like, you know, she couldn't dress herself. Like, in a way, she just looked exhausted. She maybe was sick. Her kids were sick. Something was not right with this poor girl. So she's in her pajama pants, all just, you know, the whole sweatshirt, no bra kind of looking out, you know, way. And um, she didn't even notice people were around her. She was just in a zombie state. And all she had in her hand, I couldn't tell what she was buying. I really wasn't paying attention at first. Um, but she had a military ID in her hand with her, you know, her red check card from Navy Federal. And the only reason I knew that is because this woman behind me. Now, I'm standing in slacks and a blouse because I'm going to work, you know, and I've got my little donuts in my hand. And <laughs> I look all ready for the day. And I'm all peppy. I'm a morning person. So I'm smiling, talking, you know, saying hello, good morning. <laughs> So, well, my office hates me for that, so <laughs> that's nice. Uh, so anyway, this woman behind me, obnoxious little snot. Of course, I didn't write any of that in the paper either. She is sitting behind me, young, I would say she's in her 20s. She's talking on her cell phone, you know, yapping away, saying, you know, like and, you know, whatever, you know, totally, probably not, I'm exaggerating. But anyway, she's just being obnoxious, and she's obviously talking to a girlfriend. And she says, and I quote, she says how tired she was of living in this town and how she was tired of these lazy military wives. Oh, and oh my, I, my back is facing her, and I literally, I thought my eyes popped out of my head. And I'm like, she did not. I did one of those, oh, no, she did not. <laughs> Just say that. And she's talking about that, you know, like she, she's going, you should see this girl. And, I mean, she was literally so many feet behind me, which I'm thinking if I can hear her, this girl checking out in the pajama pants, it looks like, how, I mean, she did, she looked horrible, the poor thing. And so the first thing that goes through my mind is, you know, first of all, this woman behind me is a you-know-what. And second of all, this poor girl in front of me, who is she? What is her story today? Why is she at the store at 7-something in the morning? You know, is she sick? Did she not, is her husband deployed? Could she not, you know, have send somebody to go get medicine? Does she not have someone to help her? Um, are her kids not feeling well? You know, what is her story? Mm-hmm. And all these things are running through my mind of how many times I've had to go to the store looking just like that, yeah. um, in sweatpants and my hair tied in a naughty mess, um, going to get that much-needed medicine for the sick child that's waiting in the car. Mm-hmm. 
you know, all those things are running through my head, and I just want to turn around. I felt like if you've ever watched one of those shows like Ally McBeal or whatever where they, like, break away from reality and show what she really wants to do, you know, and then they break back to reality. Like, in her head, she turns around and grabs the person and starts choking them. I had one of those moments where I just wanted to turn around, take the girl by her shoulders, and just shake her violently. But, of course, you know, I can't. So, So what happens then is I'm getting really mad, and I'm thinking, I should say something to this girl. I know Wendy's thinking, oh, gosh. <laughs> so I'm like, I should say something to her. So I wait until, you know, she gets off the phone. And so um, she gets off the phone, and I, I turn to her, and I said, you know, I couldn't help but overhear your comment about military wives. And I said, I just want to let you know that you're putting a very negative stereotype on a large and amazing group of women. And yeah. are you guys ready for this? She says to me, I can't even say it without, like, my face getting hot. Oh, no. There's nothing amazing about women that sit around waiting on their husbands having babies. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, wow. mean, I wasn't expecting it. It literally took the wind out of me. This is, a, is this a civilian grocery store? Yeah. You weren't at a commissary, were you? No. Oh, heavens no. I was out in town. I live off base. I was in between my house and base, which is only a five-minute drive. Oh, my gosh. Because she said she's tired of living in this town and these lazy military wives, and she thinks all they do is sit around and have babies, (laughs) which is hard to do while you're sitting, but (laughs) (laughs) sorry. So I had, I am having this moment. what did you do? Well, I was thinking, oh, no, she did not just say that. So it took everything in me not to scream at this woman. Yeah. So I thought to myself, I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm just going to ignore her. But then I was paying for my items. I thought, well, let me pay for my items before it, I, you know, if I decide to say something, I'm going to wait till I pay so that I can run in case she gets mad. <laughs> it throws <laughs> so, her cell phone at you. <laughs> that's right. So I paid for my items. And then I very, you guys would be so proud of me. I so calmly, I mean, I thought it out as I'm, you know, she, the guy's ringing me up. By the way, the, the cashier was some, like, maybe 18-year-old boy and <laughs> act me, and he is terrified. I mean, he <laughs> thought that I, because he could see my face, because you got to remember, my back's facing her. So he thought, I think, that I, if I would have had a weapon. <laughs> and Marie's got that look. Oh, know, I gave her the look. look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had the look. So I turned to her very calmly, and I looked her, I, I'm serious, you guys, I, I'm so proud of myself. I looked her right in the eyes. And I said, you know, I'm the wife of an active duty Navy man, and I, he protects your right to say whatever you want to say. And the, but I went on and I told her, I'm like, I will have you know. And I said this really, of course, fast and like in the mom voice, like you're telling your kids, like, and I told you never to do that again. But, I, <laughs> but what I said to her, I did. I turned to her because I'm saying it really calmly now, but I said all of it in one winded breath very quickly. <laughs> I just said, I am the wife of an active duty Navy man who protects your right to say this. And then I said, but I will have you know that I don't sit around and wait on him. I have a life. I have a job. I have two amazing kids. And I get more done by 9 a.m. than you most women do in your entire day. And I said, maybe you should think twice about <laughs> labeling people that you know nothing about. And I walked away. And I looked at that cashier right before I left, and I thought he wet his pants. I mean, because I said it in a voice, like the mom voice. Well, uh-huh. good for you for saying something. I, you know, a lot of times we get put in a situation and we, and we think, oh, man, I, I should have said. You oh, know. yeah. Yeah, you know, I wish I had those moments. I always open my big mouth and say something. Well, when it comes to that, and 
I even wrote that because normally if someone disagrees with something that, you know, maybe that I feel passionately about, that's fine. I really try to listen to people. I try to gain perspective. Yes. I've learned yes. that over the years, that my thoughts aren't going to always be right, that maybe I'll learn something from listening to someone else. That's good. That's, but, that's awesome. But that is something that I will, <laughs> that I will <laughs> never be quiet about. Mm-hmm. How I mean, and then I thought, you know, is that the stereotype that we have, that we sit around and make babies? <laughs> you have the weirdest stuff happen to you. Well, that was like a personal that's... attack, too. Yeah. I think you responded yeah. to more of a personal attack. Versus oh, I took it personally. Someone's views, so to speak. Yeah. Wendy, I have to say something. I do not have the craziest things happen to me. I just I want to clarify this between Wendy and I. I am more observant. Wendy lives. I've watched Wendy. Wendy and I could be in the same room, and I will oh, yeah, see something. So, so, like I wouldn't have noticed if I was sitting next to me. I wouldn't have even noticed the girl in her pajamas. Budget, no, you wouldn't. I would have said. Did you see the girl? <laughs> I'm like, what girl? <laughs> totally and we have had that conversation over and over again. So yeah, Wendy. Wendy's that way. She will. Uh, she. We can be in the same room. We could. Something could happen in front of us, like a crime or something, and somebody will come to us and ask the questions, like, "Who did it? What did they look like?" And Wendy will be like, "Well, it was a guy," and I would be like, "He had a brown hat on, sideburns down to here, blue eyes," and Wendy would be like, "What? You know, where did you get all that? It's all that training from your dad?" <laughs> I guess. But anyway, I'm, it just depends on if you're observant. I really think that this stuff happens in everyday life to everybody. It's just people live in their own bubble. Yeah, yeah. And they just they either choose because it's a choice. You either choose to pay attention to your surroundings or you don't. But I have to say, I'm a very observant person, and even more observant when um, my husband's deployed. So anyway, I just thought that that was horrible. So that's what I wrote about, about being anything anything but dependent is the title of um, uh, my uh, column. The editor wanted it to be all kinds of different things, and I think almost everything he wanted it to be was somebody else's column title. <laughs> so that's not good. Oh, good. I'm glad he let you change it because yes, it was going to be called something else. I'm it was like, going to be called something that. else, and I told Wendy, and she was like, oh, crap, Marie. <laughs> But, There's like, like a big website on the internet we go to every day that uses that name. I know, so I didn't catch it. Well, it was it wasn't that name. We can go ahead and say it. It was going to be um, it was going to be married to the Navy, and there's a huge one called married to the military. And I didn't want to seem, and I, honest to God, this is awful, and I apologize to the people that write for the married to the military thing, but I had completely forgotten about that one. I had no, I, I wasn't even in my brain. And um, so my editor came up with married to the Navy. He liked that. And yeah, I like that one better. Yeah, so anything but dependent is the name of the uh, column, So, uh, which I'm having so much more fun with that name. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a really good thing. So that was, the, uh, that was actually part of the column this week, too, being about anything but dependent. And I actually wrote the story of this, this girl in there. So, yeah. I know all kinds of women are going to read it and go, oh, no, she didn't. Oh, "Oh, yeah, she did. So, yeah, that was my story. That's all I had. Well, good. I'm glad. uh, Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Jessica, do you got anything else? It's about time for us to sign off. Nope, I think that's it for today. Well, gosh, everybody, thank you so much for hanging and listening to our show. I know we went a little long. Sometimes we do that. We're known to do that sometimes. Um, I want to let everyone know that... uh, Today's show was sponsored by thesubreport.com, your daily source for submarine news and events. Head on over to thesubreport.com. And we thank Eric, who runs that, that great website. He always promotes our show so well for us. 
We uh, like it. You know, he hasn't been around lately. Well, he, ha- you know, he had surgery. He's had a lot going on. He has a lot going on, but you think he'd be taunting us from a laptop somewhere? Oh. Yeah, well, you know, he was always messaging us. I don't know. I don't know what kind of surgery he had. Well, I'm gonna have to. We'll have to send him some messages of love. Maybe he had like, I don't know. I don't really know. I was gonna say, I don't know. Yeah, let's not say if we don't know. <laughs> <He'll> <laughs> be like, what? <laughs> then we'll really Sorry, be in trouble. We'll like, just send him okay. some messages. I'll go send him a message right now. Um, okay, so let's see. If you have a topic or a guest you'd like discussed on Navy Wife Radio, you can email us over at NavyWifeRadio.com. Uh, our disclaimers, we're not a part of any official government agency, the Department of the Navy, or the Department of Defense. The views and opinions expressed here are our own and do not reflect official Navy policy. Any advice we give is strictly the authors, and should you require professional counseling, please seek a qualified therapist. So, all right, everybody, you got anything else? Nope. I, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jessica. I mean, she's been putting up with us a lot lately. It's been awesome well, having her. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. I enjoy it. Okay, Jessica, awesome. your job now, since we found you, now you have to go find a Marine or Army wife. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might just be able to do that for you. Okay, well, there's your challenge. Okay, <laughs> and then tell them challenge. they have to find whoever is left. <laughs> okay. That's right. So, all right, everyone. Well, um, thanks for listening to us. Uh, you've been listening to Navy Wife Radio. You can visit us online at NavyWifeRadio.com for archived shows, showtimes, and upcoming guest information. Close my